scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. Your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Actually, a lot oh, more yeah. of those Disney LPs than yeah, one. Yeah, you sent me a picture. What was the, it? Was the they uh, had, Jungle Book? They had right? the Jungle Book, Winnie yeah. the Pooh. Nice. Um, it's like Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, Hundred One Dalmatians. So these are the read-along story book I don't records, know. If, right? I don't know if these were the read-alongs or if oh. these were like the. I think the, the one you showed me the picture of. Those was may the have been read-alongs, but then yeah. they had two other ones mm-hmm. that were music from the movies. Oh, okay. But it was all like before, like before the eighties. Mm-hmm. So it had like, um, let's see, what did it have on there? It had Peter Pan, okay. Mary Pop. One of them was just like straight Mary Poppins. It had Song of the South, um, a whole bunch of old nice. Disney stuff. And this was at half price. This is at half price. Excellent. Was it the one here on May or down on three forty? This is the one here on May. Sweet. It's been a while since I've looked at their record selection. Yeah, so. I, I put it up with a um, behind a LP of the Kinks. Oh, nice. Because I was I was gonna buy all three of them, but then I was like, yeah, I don't really need to be spending all that money, so I just <laughs> bought a book instead. Mm. So if you go and you see an LP of the Kinks, right. there's two Disney's two behind Disney ones right it. behind it. Okay, unless they've gone in and organized them. It's half price. They want to have gone in and order. It's the it's the records. They don't organize this. Yeah, that's pretty true. Anyway, um, we ready to get going? I think we're ready to get going. Welcome everybody to the animation station. I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. And we've got some pretty fun stuff to talk about today. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, Gavin, do you have any little news? Because I've got some news on the anime front. Uh, I've got some news on the feature animation front related to. One of our earlier podcasts. Okay, uh, well, you, you do yours first because mine's boring and no one's going to care. Well, and it'll be a good, it'll be a good lead up. Yours, into... yours might be great. I don't know, but uh, a lot of people uh, recommended to us after we did our Secret of Kells episode that we should watch Song of the Sea, done by the same director, uh, same studios, and I actually took the opportunity to watch it, and I freaking love it. It is so good. And I think we should probably plan maybe a future episode on it. Okay. Uh, but it was it was fantastic. I think I may like it better than Secret of Kells. I was just about to ask. So thank you, everybody who suggested it, because it was one of those ones that just, it never came up on my radar. I missed it somehow, and I'm glad you guys pointed it out. 
So anytime you guys think of something that's related to what we're talking about, uh, you know, continue to let us know what those are because I'm grateful you guys pointed me towards that movie. It was fantastic. Awesome. Mine's a little bit nerdier. Um, <laughs> the Digimon movies that just came out in Japan, um, probably, I think they started last, uh, last year sometime. Um, they released them. It's a, uh, kind of like a sequel to the first season of Digimon. Or the first series, really, because okay. it doesn't really mess with the second series. So are these, is this a new series, or is this a new feature film we're talking about? Well, it's weird. It's In Japan, they're feature films. Okay. But here, they divided them up, and they did like kind of like what, like Japan does a lot of stuff with like their OVAs, mm-hmm. where they'll, it'll be like maybe 30 minutes to an hour, but they'll release it in theaters. Oh, okay. And make a big production out of it. That's what they did with Digimon. So we've got... Three installments are all considered one movie. So right. there's three separate episodes with about you know 22 minutes each mm-hmm. in each movie. Didn't they do that when they came out with the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon? They played like the first three episodes in theaters as like a, a movie. Kind of uh, all I remember, series. all I remember is that was we had that movie mm-hmm. uh, when I worked at the theater, and because we got. Episode 3 in 2005, Mm -hmm. and then I think it was 2007, we got The Clone Wars. It may have been 2008, but we got The Clone Wars, and that was bad. You didn't like it? Bad for business. Oh, okay. Like, that was, like, the worst, you know, Star Wars movie (laughs) that has ever come out (laughs) box office-wise. I don't know anybody that saw it in the theater. And no, I don't. I never liked the animation it's, it's it's very stylized. It, it it's kind of a, a blocky look to it. I I like it okay. I, I think it's really good for television animation, and it gets better. I think the series gets better the deeper you get into it. I, I've okay. only ever gotten as far as I think season three. I've I've never watched the whole thing. But did you ever watch the old Star Wars, the Clone Wars stuff that they would put? They were used to be like. Yeah, three to four minutes. Yeah, yeah. I own those. That's those Gen- are Gendy those Tartakovsky are, did those. Those are way better. He's I wish the they would have done a complete like six oh, season I, series I about those. I agree. That's and the same guy that did Samurai, Samurai Jack, Jack and Powerpuff Girls. He's amazing, and I love those. I own them, and they're yeah. they're great. They they played I think in between other cartoons. Mm-hmm. Then it would be like a three to six minute episode. Yeah, Cartoon Network had a thing about doing stuff like that because they would do that with the. Uh, Star Wars things, and then a little bit later on, DC had a block on C- Cartoon Network where they would play like Young Justice and some mm-hmm. other things, and they would put snippets the same, different like two to three minute bit, but all DC stuff. I think that's cool when they do things like yeah. that. It's really neat. It's like um, better than commercials. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to Digimon. Okay. Um, they're uh, they've. They're out right now. You can go on Crunchyroll and you can watch the sub versions where I think the sub got like all the original Japanese actors, but I don't know any of the Japanese actors. For mainstream people like me, what the heck is Crunchyroll? Uh, Crunchyroll is an anime streaming service. So it's Netflix for anime. Netflix for anime, yes. Got it. Continue. Um, but Viz Media... 
I think it's Viz. I could be wrong. It may not be Viz. But anyway, we're getting the uh, full English dubbing okay. of the Digimon movies. Nice. And they're bringing back a lot of the original cast, including Joshua Seth, the voice of the main character, okay. Ty. And he's probably my – I wouldn't even put him as my favorite voice actor. He's the first voice actor I actually knew – what his name was. Oh, okay. Like, so he's kind of a legend in Digimon circles? Yeah, like, circles. to me, he's above all of my other voice actors. All right. Like, because I latched on to his character when that show first came out in, jeez, that would have been 99, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. So I just latched onto that character, and I was hooked from nice. the moment that I saw him and heard well, his voice. Kudos to that guy, because if he can just hook you in with just his voice, that's yeah. that's good work there. And, you know, I was young and impressionable, so. Yeah, I was in my senior year of college in 1999, so. Well, yeah, you're also like 47, <laughs> so that doesn't really help. But anyway, what are we going to talk about today, Gavin? I am so excited about what we're going to talk about today. We actually just finished watching it a few minutes ago. We decided to tackle the movie that's being shown on netflix now the little prince yeah it it it, it's uh, i can't wait to start talking about it yeah this movie had a lot of production well not really production it was more release problems it did have release problems It, it it was originally premiered at the con film festival in 2015 early 2015 yeah and we're just getting it here now and it was apparently supposed to come out in the theaters, right? Yeah, it was in supposed this to, spring. Yeah, like when we saw what was like one of the first movies when we saw Zootopia. Mm-hmm. There were posters for Little Prince. Oh yeah. And I was really stoked for it because mm-hmm. I had remembered the book because it was one of those things that was read to us in grade school. Mm-hmm. So I was really stoked for it. And then I think a little bit later, I think we saw something else. I feel like it was something it was Nemo where or Dory. But they didn't have a trailer for it. No, that's know. what I mean. Like that's when they that week or close to that week they came out and said that they were pulling it. Oh. Uh, I was really upset. It's really interesting because I read on Wikipedia that it was actually the most successful or highest grossing French animated feature film ever. And why wouldn't why do you think they wouldn't want to try and make money here with it too? I think just because of the story, I don't think it would have made what they were wanting to do. I don't know. I, because, like you said, so many people are familiar with that book. It's standard reading for a lot of grade school kids. And I, I think it's a familiar tale. And I think it would be popular enough that I'm just really surprised they dropped it. I'm so glad that Netflix decided to get yeah. the rights to it and put it out because. It it was amazing. My my thing with it is, what movies came out this year? Um, I mean, lots of big animated movies. Yeah, let's think. Let's think of the animated Zootopia movies that came out. Zootopia was the first one. Is Zootopia sad? There's some sadness in it. Is it as sad as this? Does it talk about death? Mm, I don't know that that's I, necessarily I, sad though. As, as much as it is, I think poignant. that's why the studio did decided not to go with it because Maybe. this is like this. This story, I mean, especially 
we talk about the little prince. Um, spoilers right now, but I mean the book's been out for years. But right. and it's on Netflix, so if you're wanting to watch it, we hopefully put the post you saw our out. post on Wednesday. So hopefully you guys have yeah. already watched it. Everyone that's, should have. That's Netflix why we do now. those posts. So if you guys don't want it spoiled, you know. Wait so until earmuffs you see it. <laughs> now. Earmuffs now. Um, when we have the little prince and he decides that he's going to go back home, mm-hmm. and he's going to leave his shell here. Right. The snake's like, yeah, I'll kill you for you. I'll bite right. you. You'll die. It'll be quick and painless. It'll, yeah. it'll be great. Then we have the old man talking about he's going to die. Right. I don't know. I don't know. What Every single of... Pixar movie has a tragedy in it where that makes you want to cry. Yeah, it has a tragedy like at the beginning or like somewhere close to the end, but it's not. It doesn't dwell on that for half the movie. That's not what the last three quarters of the movie's about. That may be a valid point. I think they were wrong though. I think it would have done well in the theaters. I think it would have been fine. Yeah. But I mean, I can see from their angle mm-hmm. why they decided not to put it out. But, I mean, you spent all this money on this cast. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, you might as well try and do something. But I'm sure Netflix paid them well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you read this book or ha- had yeah, it read was, it to Yeah, it was read you. to us. Okay. Did, do you remember the story? Did you like the story when you were a kid? I barely remember it. But mm-hmm. I just remember that we had, you know, talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered The Little Prince. Okay. So I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Got it. And then watching the movie... You know, brought some of that back. And I was like, right. Aw. Right. Now, as I understand it, the um, it's not exactly the plot of the book, no. which is fine. I don't I don't ever hold a movie um, as being obligated to, you know, be exact an exact representation of the book. You know, like when people complain about the Lord of the Rings movie not being exactly what the book was. Well, it's not the book; it's the movie. So get over it. I never have a problem with that. But in my case, I never read The Little Prince. It was never even a part of my awareness until I was an adult and I started working at Barnes & Noble. And at Barnes & Noble, I became aware that it was an iconic children's book and yeah. most people are familiar with it. And I'm familiar with the physical book itself, such as the cover illustration and mm-hmm. illustrations inside because I would flip through it, having handled physically that book a million times in my decade plus at Barnes and Noble, but I never read it and I kind of wish I would have, and I probably will now, but, um, you know, so I, I have no idea how accurate to the book it is or or any of that, but I will tell you that I love, I'll let you read the book. I love the story. Cause I don't want to, I'll let you read the book and then you you tell me, tell me what you think about it. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll not talk about the book. We'll just talk about the movie then. Um, but yeah, so let's so let's go ahead and get into it. Um, let's kind of let's talk about the cast first. The big cast it had a lot it's of really big, big name people in this yeah. cast. Um, it is kind of cool. Like no one in this movie has a name. They're refer- like unless unless you count the little prince. He's the only one with a name. Nobody else has like an actual name. Well, they have titles. They have titles. So it's but a little it's... prince. That's not a name. Okay, well, then they all have titles, and okay. nobody has a name. No one's right. like Molly. Right. Or anything. I don't know why Molly popped up, but <laughs> no one's like Molly. Like, um, we have Jeff Bridges, who plays right. the aviator. The aviator. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Rachel McAdams, who's the, the mother. Um, we have Mackenzie Foy, who plays the voice of the little girl. 
Um, I think it's one of her first. Her mm-hmm. and Riley Osborne, who play the little prince, mm-hmm. I think it's their first like acting roles. Um, they did great. Yeah, we have Paul Rudd's in there. Paul Rudd is, plays the adult prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marion, uh, oh god, it's a uh, Coltiard, Coltiard, whatever. Me? <laughs> yeah. uh, she plays uh, the Rose. We've got James DeFranco as the Fox. That's a that's a joke. Um, good old uh, Benicio. Benicio del Toro as the nice. Snake. And a fun surprise, Mr. Ricky Gervais. He was great. He plays the conceited man. I, I do like how that they all have titles because they're all just archetypes or you know symbols of of certain behaviors or attitudes that uh, grown-ups can sometimes take on. And I thought that was a really genius uh, plot device to have those characters be basically just ideas. And I, I thought the way that they, they pulled it off was, was pretty amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, the voice the voice cast was great. It's got, I mean, Paul Giamatti's in it, too. It's got a lot of people that uh, are voices and names that you'll recognize. Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks is in it. it. It's just filled with people. But I didn't feel like any of them took over in a way. You know, sometimes you hear a voice actor, and it's like all you can picture is that actor. But these people all have very natural you know, voices that are unaffected or they're not trying to do any sort of shtick. They're just, they're really playing the roles. And nobody was trying to put on funny voices or different voices. They were just acting these roles. And I felt like like they did a really good, real, true job of telling the story through their acting. And I, I thought it was great. Yeah. And there is a running theme throughout this movie of we have the girl Mm -hmm. and she basically is being not really manicured what's a good name she's being groomed groomed yeah Uh, she's being groomed basically for her future by her mom yeah she has a very elaborate schedule and timetable for basically her entire life for the foreseeable future down to the minute of you do this activity now, you do this activity now, you do this activity now with this particular goal in mind, and then the next year it's this other goal, and they're trying to get her into this academy, and her life is overplanned. She yeah. doesn't have time to be a kid, and you know the obviously the part of the movie that drives all of it is that versus this drive to actually be a kid and maintain a piece of your childhood throughout your life or any sort of individuality because there's a lack of individuality throughout this movie mm-hmm. the only because like, at first nobody has any individuality except for the aviator mm-hmm. and then slowly the girl start it seems it sounds weird saying like the girl and the mm-hmm. boy and everything mm-hmm. like the girl starts to break break out of her shell i suppose would be a good connotation for that. Well, get, she she just starts to allow herself to be a kid and to play. Yeah. Because she has, you know, been driven by this schedule that her mother has imposed upon her, and it seems as though the the mother isn't malicious or evil or you know she's just doing it for what she perceives as the daughter's own good, but she's completely leaving out this entire side of her childhood, which is that magical thing that children have where they can just 
you know, live on pure imagination and, uh, you know, just dreaming up things and exploring and playing with toys and friends and trees in the backyard, you know? So, uh, I mean, it, it, it really moved me on that level because, it, you know, you see it all the time in your daily life, you know, in the office environment, you know, yeah. you see a lot of people, you're like, man, you don't have any imagination left. You don't have any spark, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there, you're just a person doing grown up things, doing your job, paying your taxes. And then there's, you just, whatever you go to bed and you wake up the next day yeah. and you go back to, they, they buy the new car because everybody else bought the new car. They, you know, their house looks the same as everybody else. So and they did a good job of showing that in this movie. Yeah, everything's very uniformed. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I didn't mean to derail your point. Oh no no no, that's totally fine. All right, thanks for forgiving me. No problem. Because <laughs> yeah, if I say it, it just sounds stupid. No, <laughs> I no, mean, not at all. It, it's like when I when I was watching it at first, I was thinking this girl, little girl does not seem unhappy. She doesn't – it doesn't – her life doesn't seem fun, but she's not unhappy. Right. She was She was she's, driven. She's going through the motions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like she's just another cog, and she's just going through the motions the whole time. Right. Um, it's not until she meets the aviator and you know starts reading the story that then her life becomes a little bit more hectic because she's – that's when she really starts – she even lies mm -hmm. a couple times mm -hmm. um, and is basically like, Don't hiding. lie, kids. It's okay. <laughs> um, she starts uh, hiding things from her mom, and she starts, you know, mm -hmm. messing with the schedule, which you know, not really supposed to do. Right. But she starts doing that anyway, and you can kind. Of, that's when you know, then when her mom cracks down on her. That's when you kind of see her start not being happy. Right. Not a hundred percent sure where I'm going with it, but it's also one of those where. If she never would have, you know, met the aviator, mm -hmm. I don't think she would have been unhappy. That may be so, but she may also not have been fulfilled. Yes. So I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the look of this movie because we talked, we mentioned it a little bit there when we talked about how they made, you know, everything look the same. Like all the adults are doing the same things and mm -hmm. you're living in the same environment. I, I do like, I do cars. like that cop. The cop that was hilarious. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was so exaggerated. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what do you think about the look of this movie? Which part? Um, let's just talk about the real world. Let's the real call world. it because if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening, uh, you probably shouldn't be listening still because we're just about to spoil everything. But basically, when we're talking with the girl and the aviator and and all the adults. We're in the real world, so to speak, and then there are scenes where we go into the aviator's story about the little prince, and it's animated in a totally different style, in kind of a paper diorama well, it stop looks, it motion. Looks wood. I thought it was more paper than well, wood. Well, I mean, it's it, it's weird because like like some of the the clothes look papery, but like when you see their faces, yeah, it looks like their faces are. It's carved. either carved wood or it's like paper mache. Okay, yeah. I, I, I can't quite tell, but a lot of them, when they're in profile, it's a flat piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, when they show, like, when they do, like, the close-ups on the face, because mm -hmm. I, I thought they were all going to be, like, looking at it when we, we first see uh, the aviator when he crashes, 
in the it's desert, all flat paper. he's completely flat, mm-hmm. except for his like his uh, scarf is like cloth. Yeah, and it was like kind of and it was it's blowing and everything, yeah. and it has it's that was really really cool. I thought it was a really oh, nice yeah. touch. Really but then cool. when we go in on their faces, like especially the little prince, he's made of wood. Well, it seemed like when we first are introduced to that environment, it's it's all flat two D, and yeah. then as it progresses, as these characters come to life for the girl, then it became more three dimensional. That's and those characters, you know, had actual dimension. I feel like. So like the little prince's clothes, I feel like were still paper, but they were you know wrapped around a form. So they they, yeah. they took a dimensionality that to me symbolized these characters really coming to life for the little girl. That's a really good. That's yeah. really good. I never thought of it until. So you did just you said that. did you like all those elements of the the stop motion pieces and the paper and yes, the, as, that, especially that real tactile as, look and like especially when we get to the fox. Oh yeah, the fox was cool. He was great, just because I like what they did, mainly with his tail, because mm-hmm. his he's just like see through red paper, right? But then when his like the tip of his tail hits the light, that's where it starts getting brighter, kind of like like the red bushy yeah. part of the fox. I mean the mm-hmm. white bushy part of the fox's tail, mm-hmm. and so it kind of makes that little triangle and turns, yeah, like uh, almost see through. It looked, it looked really, neat. really nice. I agree. I. I kind of liked the the other world, like the little prince's world, mm-hmm. more than I liked the real world. But there were some parts in the real world that I thought were really, really nicely done. Um, and it kind of looks like, like what I uh, said when we decided to watch it. Like it kind of looks a bit like hoodwinked. Yeah, the character design yeah. is a, is a little like, similar, like the, like the style. Little Red Riding Hood character yeah. is kind of a similar design to the the girl in this. Yeah, but there's uh like when we go towards the end and it's raining, mm-hmm. and I I like little details like that. Her hair is wet, but she has like one little stray hair that's going this way, mm-hmm. and then one little stray hair that's going like another way, like over her brow. Right. That it's just and that's just not like her like regular hair. It's just like like a little line, mm-hmm. not like the normal way her wet hair falls. Mm-hmm. I just like little bitty spits like that I think are really nice. And when they put that – when a, any sort of movie or animation puts that sort of detail in, mm-hmm. it draw, it hooks me in more. Yeah. I, I thought they did a great job on that level as well. They packed a lot of detail into this movie. Yeah. I think the – especially in the real world scenes, which were much more rich with detail, they – did a great job of packing in the right amount of detail to kind of give a certain level of realism. But the whole thing in and of itself is very idealized and very not romanticized. But I guess romanticizes works because it's not supposed to be true reality. You know, they're not going for actual real world textures of wood and stone and hair it, it is very much an idealized you know cartoony kind of world that they're in and you know they did a great job with it there there are a lot of really neat textures and lighting effects in it i feel like it almost felt like it was filmed on a sound stage you know like movies that have that look where all of the lighting is convincing but it's clearly artificial it's all you know, directional in a way that, you know, sunlight isn't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 
I feel like so much of that world felt like it was just lit by fluorescent lighting. Yeah. And then when you go right next door to the aviator's house, it's actual sunlight. Mm -hmm. And I felt like those differences were really genius because you kind of have a cold, clean light in the neighborhood where everybody's house is exactly the same. And this one kooky character's house, which is totally different and grown over in vines and it's got colors and it's got tiles plastered into the walls and all this stuff that's in his house and around his house and in his backyard and it's flooded with this beautiful golden sunlight and it just takes on a completely different feel when they're in when they're on his property so to speak yeah and i i just thought those kinds of details really made it for me and uh, just seeing that lighting and how it transformed each scene you know it, it reminded me of of you know, the way that Pixar does their lighting, which is always just amazing. And so much of it indicates immediately where you are. Um, you know, I think of the Toy Story movies and like the lighting inside of Andy's room is so clear. You know that even if it's a close up of one of those characters, oh, you are in Andy's room because I know this lighting. And it's just subtle clues like that that can really drive a lot of the storytelling as well and, and get some of that impact of the difference between these two worlds. Yeah. And man, they did a good job. His house, even though I'm not a huge fan of the movie, his house did remind me of House Castle. It had a hodgepodge kind of look yeah. to it like that. It reminded me of a lot of different things, but uh, you know, they they pulled it off to where it looks very organic and like this guy had been living there for 60 years and he just painted on this piece and added on this piece and just hobbled together this kind of fantasy cottage menagerie for himself yeah. and man, it was it was great i want to go explore that house that, that would be super cool um i think we are missing oh a very a very major character in this movie that doesn't really have any sort of speaking roles. Mm -hmm. The little fox. The little fox the character little is, fox. is really sweet. Now, in the little prince's world, the fox is more of a character. And then in the little girl's world, it's just a stuffed it's just animal. It's a stuffed fox. And, you know, just kind of come, becomes her little stuffed animal. And she loves it and thinks of it as the fox in the story. Yeah. And then at the end, when we go into the, the climactic um, last segment of the movie, where she this little she more than likely falls down and has a concussion. <laughs> she, she may be hallucinating the last part, yes. But uh, you know, he kind of comes to life, and he's so adorable. I thought and that I was really cool. Like, I, I, he's I, really funny too. He I doesn't say anything. I didn't funny. think that they were going to actually make him do anything. Mm -hmm. But then when he's like sitting in the uh, the biplane with her, and he's just yeah. like. Moving his head, and he's like, yes, man. I was like, okay, this is good. This is going to be good. Oh, he was great. And there's that scene at the end when they're all in that warehouse where they're crushing all the cool things in the world to make paper clips. And uh, the little prince is finally realizing who he is, and he stamps on the businessman's foot, and then the girl stamps on the conceited man's foot, and they're all they're you know they're all like, ow, ow, ow. And then the little fox stamps, stamps on the guy the, next to him's foot, like, and it's just a little – just a little doop, and he doesn't <laughs> even good. feel it because he's a little stuffed animal. Yeah. And I thought, I thought they brought a lot of really good humor moments into yeah, it as like, well. Yeah, I, I was in like there's not a there's not a I mean there's a good amount of humor in this movie, but 
and I was listening to you, like, while we were watching it, mm -hmm. and, like, just little things, you'd be like, ha, ha. <laughs> and it was really good, I was like, this is, this is good, because it it's sprinkled throughout. It is, I, I think they do a good job with it, uh, of keeping some levity in there, because there are some pretty heavy, heavy themes in it, and, and, and you know, impactful moments, but having some spots where you can chuckle is great for a movie yeah. like this. And I, I, I thought they struck the balance really well. And, uh, you know, I, I really felt like design-wise it reminded me of a lot of different movies. It feel, felt like they were drawing influences from a lot of other animated films. Did you find it, it reminded you of any other movies in any way? Thinking, and because you just put me on the spot right now, mm -hmm. not really. Well, I'm going to talk about some other movies for a minute. I mean, that's fine because I mean, we just watched it, so I haven't had. We're still digesting a full, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, I take like 19 years to process things. I'm similar so... too. I mean, I'm going to think of a million things tomorrow that I wish I would have said on this show. Yeah, but every I... recording that we've done, like we've done, like like the bonus stuff, like uh, just talking about anime. Like, oh, I wish I would have said that. Oh, yeah, I should <laughs> I should have said that. Like when we did the the first episode, the Cowboy Bebop one, mm -hmm. I was like, man, that sounded like an idiot. I didn't say this. I didn't say this. I didn't say this. <laughs> well, I think we did good. We're always going to oh. have things that we wish we would have said. And what's great is on the next week's episode, if we want to mention something, we can. We can mention it, yes. Yeah. So anyway, have you seen a movie called Area 50 – or not Area 51, sorry, Planet 51? I played Area 51. Right, now it's, okay. it's a it's – it's an animated is, movie that is a take on is Area Is that the one 51. with The Rock? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Fantastic and movie. And he's good. Yeah, it's it's like the reverse yeah, of where alien, he, yeah, yeah, he, he lands, lands on the planet and he's the alien. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And the lighting and textures of that movie, especially the trees and things like that, reminded me so much of this movie. Or this movie reminded me of that. And so I kept having moments like, man, I wonder if any of the same animators worked on this because it just had a very similar look, like with the trees and things like that. It also, the neighborhood, even though in The Incredibles it was much more of a mid-century or retro design, the neighborhood with all the houses and the cars that were all square-like really reminded me of The Incredibles in that neighborhood that they live in and the, the town that they work in when they're not being superheroes. Yeah. And, um, go, going back to the... Uh... Like when we first have that first shot, when we go down, yeah, it's like and a bird's see, eye view, zoom in. I thought that was really, really cool. Really I thought that cool. was a really cool shot. And they utilize that shot several more times in the movie, where you you have that bird's eye view and you see all the traffic, and mm -hmm. you know it's basically like watching drones. And uh, yeah, it was it was really good. And then okay, the stars. Did you ever see the Pixar short called Luna? No. about the little kid who's learning from his dad and grandfather how to basically care for the moon which is covered in stars and they they sweep the stars into different positions to make the different phases of the moon what did it come out with ah an excellent question i have no idea okay i mean it was probably five six years ago it might have been in front of cars it might have been in I don't know, Toy Story 4, or I mean 3 maybe? I can't I don't remember. Know. Anyway, they had the stars that were like physical, you know, chunks of star it material. It sounds familiar. And, and they the, would the just stars like in this were like that. Yeah. 
Well, like I. So it seemed like they were. I don't know how much they were influenced by all these other movies, but I found such striking similarities to some of those elements that I wondered if maybe some of the same animators worked on this movie that worked on some of those things. In any case, I do feel like this stands alone visually. It was really, really well done on that level, and I I just adored the look of it. I, I had fun visually, and to me, you know, that is like half half of animation for me is if if my eyes are pleased then i'm i'm in yeah and it did that see i'm very picky with my animation and if you ever see me and i'm like on my phone while something's going on Mm -hmm. i don't like it got it i don't remember you being on your phone during this movie i was on my phone during this movie nice um but yeah like that's like when we watched uh like when we watched house Mm-hmm. I had my phone out a couple times. Okay. Just because, uh, <laughs> Christian Bell kind of uh, took me out of the movie. Ghibli. Not because Man. he was bad, but because it was Christian Bell, and I knew it was Christian Bell, and he sounded like Batman once, and I was like, oh, it's Batman. Okay, I'm out of the movie yeah, again. That was, that was long before Batman. Yeah, he just used <laughs> the voice that he used in house for Batman. So when he was Batman, he was Howl. Yeah. That's okay, what it is. I got it. So if you I think of it that way, so go watch go back and watch like The Dark Knight and everything like and Batman Begins and just be like, oh it's Howl. You just think of Howl, yeah. Yeah. I'll pass on watching Batman. Oh, why again. Not? why didn't you no. want to watch Batman? Mm, not for me. Not for me. So um you liked this movie. I did like this movie. Did you love this movie? Um I wouldn't say I loved it. Really? I didn't. I don't have. There, there's nothing I can say wrong with this movie. Uh huh. Other than there was a lack of a romance. Are you in the romance. I love man? romance. I'm you in the romance. You know, that's my. Did heart. you notice the music in this movie? I did notice some of the music. It was fantastic. I liked. I liked everything about like, what when, they did she, with the when music. She, when she's in the plane. Mm-hmm. Whatever song that they were playing there yeah. was really, really good. Well, Hans Zimmer uh, did the music, and he did a fantastic job. Yeah. And then they also brought in all those kind of mid-century French-sounding songs. Yeah, like when, which he, when he's working on the plane. Which were delightful as all get out. And yeah. I loved every musical choice they made in this movie. I, I felt like it was perfect. So – Rank this movie. Rate it. Rate, rate it. it. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear your rating Out of five. first. I want to hear your rating first. All right. So basically, I think we've only done this on one other movie where yeah. we rated it out of five. And I want to define. I want to define Stop. my scale a little bit. Five is really only reserved for like one, Starship two, Troopers. maybe three movies ever for me. Yeah. So when I give it a four, that means it is top flight. But it may not be my top one, two, or three movie of all time. So, out of five, Jiminy Crickets. Dang it, I was really hoping you would No, I'm sticking with the Jiminy's. I was hoping you wouldn't remember your Jiminy Crickets. Out of five Jiminy's, I'm giving this one four. I am so impressed with it. I want to watch it again immediately. That's how much I liked it. I thought it was great. My scale goes from like one to Starship Troopers because it's the best movie. So dumb. Um, it's, and it's not even animated. You got to pick an animated one. Uh, there, uh, there's a Starship Troopers. It's animated. What? Yeah. And uh, guess what? We're gonna watch, my friend. No. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh. um, All right. Well, when it's your week, you get a pick. So. No. 
<laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, uh, what's wrong with your Ron Stoppables? Eh, you know, I may, I may, I may swap it up. I may, I may, right. uh, I may. I'll stick with Jiminy's, and you pick a new one every time. I'll pick a new one every time. All right. Um, this one, I would give it. I'll go ahead and give it four Mabel Pines. Mabel Pines. That's yes. a good, good rating scale. I like yeah. that one. Okay. Um, just because like I wasn't bored throughout the movie. There were, I can't find anything wrong with the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked like the music in the movie. I liked the art in the movie. The voice acting was really good. I can't find anything wrong with it. Okay. I mean, it's not my favorite movie of all time, but because the little girl didn't have a boyfriend. Exactly. If she would, if she in the. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't really thinking she and the little prince. Right. I was thinking maybe the prince comes back and then the prince and the mom because the because mom and the dad, dad are having yeah. you know like marital issues and he like left. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hoping that would happen. Oh my gosh. But that didn't. See, that's the See, way my mind works. That, yeah, but to me that just grinds it back down to a boring reality in this case. Like I'm, I'm. In what I'm way? In what romance. way is mystical space prince from another <sighs> random world? How is that yeah, like but you're just boring. bringing it back down to family matters. Just you know, family space they, matters. They need a, they need a, She needs a dad, and and she needs a husband, and this will solve. Well, no, the I was, I was hoping maybe the husband would help her. You know, maybe not be so rigid. Yeah, I don't think that's ever gonna. Well, I think really at the end, yeah, you the see end. that the aviator kind of opened her eyes a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, you give it four. I give it four. Excellent. Four Mabels. Nice. Well, I recommend everybody watches this movie. I don't know if it's on DVD or Blu-ray yet. You know, it's been out for a long time. It just finally got released on Netflix. But if you have Netflix, stream this movie. You won't regret it. It's beautiful. I loved every minute of it. I really, really enjoyed it. And we're looking on Prime right now. It does not look like it's available on DVD yet. Yet, but... but If you don't have Netflix, wait for it, and it will be available. And, oh my gosh, you can buy the little fox. But yeah, you can go on Amazon right now and buy the little stuffed fox. (laughs) Adorable. I want it. So cute. How big is it? It's Um, small enough to be affordable. It's machine washable. It's 50 centimeters from head to tail. This is America. I don't know centimeters. It's going to be probably about that long. That's not big enough. Well. I want it like the size of my laptop. So that would be perfect. Okay. Well, learn how to sew and you can make one for yourself. Or I know people that can sew. Nice. Hannah, make me a box. (laughs) Is she taking orders? Sure, why not? (laughs) Um, All right. So, yeah, I definitely recommend this movie. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't watch it. I mean, it's on Netflix. I mean, you're not going to pay anything extra to watch it. So, and, and like I said, it's virtually perfect. It's, it's totally worth it, guys. Go watch it. All right. Um, so, I guess we can go ahead and go into a top five. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Jeff, take it away. <laughs> and now for another top five. All right, top five time. Let's do it. Sweet. So this week we decided to do our top five animated villains. And you made this really hard for me because you gave me cartoons, anime, 
web shows. You gave me the whole gambit the whole of everything. The whole world of animation. you got to pick your five top villains. And I tried to vary it out a little bit, but I you can you will be able to see a central theme yeah, among my... Yeah, I, I figured we would start to diverge with this list because I feel like you're probably going to bring us some anime villains nah. maybe some comic book hero villain nah. stuff which that's you know those are things that i'm not as well versed in and mine's probably going to lean a little heavily on the disney side i'm sure you that's don't a shock say. <laughs> so uh, who, who who's going first this um, week um i might drop last time you so now nah, yeah so it's, right. it's up to me so for my number five I went a little bit traditional. I went anime. All right. So I chose Light Yagami from Death Note. Wow, I've never even heard of that. I character. know. But get ready because you're gonna you're gonna get a you're Death Note. You're gonna show me some Death Note. Yeah, that's awesome. gonna happen. What do you love about this villain? Basically, um, his kind of premise, without spoiling too much, he receives a notebook, mm-hmm. and whatever name he writes, like person's name he writes in his notebook, that person will die. Ooh. And he can dictate how they're going die, to die. Like, right away. Because mm, well, everybody's going to die. Well, no, like, dies, like, within X amount of time frame. Okay. And he can set it up to where I want you to jump off of a building, and you're going to jump off a building, and you're going to die. Oh, And if he, he doesn't write anything, like, if, if, he, if he just writes Gavin Audison, you'll just die of a heart attack. So everything looks natural. Could he write Gavin Audison and I die peacefully in my sleep? I, that's the way he writes it. So it depends on the script? Yeah, it depends on whatever he writes. If he doesn't write anything, heart attack, you're out. Uh, he can write it to where you go up to a building, jump off of a skyscraper, Jeez, this is fall dark. on top. Yeah, it's he's dark. Um, <laughs> but he's just he starts off doing with just criminals, like death row inmates and people oh, okay. who are doing bad things. But as the series progresses, mm-hmm. like he he's your main character. But as the series progresses, you hate him. And you're like, I really want them to catch him. Wow. It's it's kind of like that Walter White. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? No, I did oh not. Oh my gosh. I'm a wish Disney, that was animated. I'm a Disney kid. That stuff's too dark for me, man. Jeez. Breaking Bad? Yeah, Jeez. but you know, all the mother killing and parents dying <laughs> at the beginning of every Disney well, movie. Well, that's because they're going to bring you some heart afterwards. Well, we get Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of like that, like... You kind of root for them at the beginning, but then mm-hmm. as Walter White, you know, slowly devolves into madness, mm-hmm. you want him to, you want them to catch him. That's exactly the way Light is. And Death Note was around years before. Mm-hmm. When is uh, that from? The nineties? Uh, that's from. I read it when I was working at the theater, so I read it back in two thousand five. Okay, we're talking about the manga. The manga. Yeah. Okay. When was the television series? Uh, some, after that? Yeah, it was after that. Oh, okay. Excellent. I could not tell you the date on that, unfortunately. That's but cool, yeah, right. I'm going to go... We're not a history uh, show, really. So. Yeah. I'm going to go light uh, Yagami from Excellent. Death Note. My number five is... Disney's? No. Oh. From the world oh, wait, yeah. This is number uh, five. He's up number one. From the world of television. Okay. I'm probably going to surprise you with a couple of mine today. Is it Mumra? No, I don't oh. even know who that is. So Jeez. it's not that whatever you just said it's from a little show called the simpsons i'm going mr burns classic classic tv villain he's the bad guy 
I guess. <laughs> I mean, Maggie the, shoots him. The crooked corporate, you know, no ethics crook of the town. I love him. He cracks me up. Okay. Yeah, he built the. He built the. Uh, what was that thing called? He built like a a shield to eclipse the town from the sun. That's evil villain kind of stuff. I sure. Mr. Burns is awesome. I'll t- I never got into The Simpsons. Really? Yeah. Are you Family Guy? Um, it seems to be either or. People. Are well, family it was guy also one of those. Uh, my parents didn't want me to watch it growing my, up because it was too vulgar. Didn't to watch it either. But, but here, here's the here's the thing. Instead of watching that, I was for whatever reason it was okay for me to watch Futurama. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird because it was sci-fi. Yeah. And they knew it was a sci-fi kid okay. it was they were like ah whatever you can watch futurama it's okay because it's sci-fi right way worse oh yeah definitely so yeah i didn't really yeah i never really got on that simpsons right. thing and by the time it was like oh it's okay to watch the simpsons mm-hmm. i had it had already lost its you know mythical appeal to yeah. me where it's like oh this is forbidden television right so yeah it's like yeah. well if you ever go back and watch it mr burns is a great villain okay He's not a traditional villain in the sense of, you know, he's an actual criminal. He's just kind of a evil corporate guy. And I think they do well. Okay. Okay, nice. Uh, respectable. Respectable. I'm not feeling the respect. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no respect. Um, all right, for my number four, I'm gonna go a little I'm gonna go away from the anime. Okay. And stick with anime. Okay. So I'm gonna go Fear King Bradley from Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. His his title should give it away. He's Fear and King, and the last name Bradley. Okay. He's. We also are gonna do Full Metal Alchemist. All right. So I, I really see a lot of anime. In my I future. really can't go too much into this. And that's another series, right? That's it's another a, series. Okay. Well, they they have a couple movies, but we're not gonna watch those because those are hot street trash. Okay. So right. we're gonna go and probably not even do Full Metal Alchemist and go straight to Brotherhood, mm-hmm. just because uh, Full Metal like the first series, it was going on. They started airing the series while the manga was still going on. Okay. So within like six episodes, they caught up to the manga, and it was one of those oh crap, <laughs> we can't go anymore. Right. So they started making stuff up, and it just turned into a convoluted mess. Hmm. So what they did was they waited until after the manga had already finished, and then they came out with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Got and it. it follows the manga, and it's fantastic. I think there's five seasons, maybe? Could so, be wrong. I think several. there's like 60 episodes, 60 or 70 okay. episodes. And they're fantastic. There is one episode of the original series that we'll watch just because it's probably one of my favorite episodes. So what about this villain? He he's just it's one of those you think he's a good guy mm-hmm. because like he's part of the military and he's the king and you're like okay yeah this is a good guy. But then you find out more about him. Okay. And again without spoiling the anime people that are listening to this all three of them know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Just so everything he's the, that the he Prince Hans of uh, anime Yes. Okay. Yes. Because at his, first you like him and then you hate him. Yeah, and it, but his transformation is way darker. He does things to well, some of my tends favorite to characters. Be a darker. So, yeah. yeah, I mean your first one has people jumping off of buildings. Nah. 
that's crazy. Yeah. All yeah, right. this one, you know, people kind of get killed. And All right. Number four. I'm sticking in a comedic role for this one. It's probably the funniest Disney villain, okay. I think. I'm going from Hercules, Hades. Wonderful pick. I think he's amazing. I love what James Woods does with that character. I think he's hilarious. I love the design of the character. He's perfectly manipulative and believable as a bad dude. And he's got some zany sidekicks that work. Yeah. I I love Hades. I love everything about him. I think I see what happened with this top five. Mm-hmm. You went more, what it seems, you went like bad guys. I tried to go evil guys. Yeah, you, you're, you're ranking I went, their yeah. evilness. Yeah, truly, I went truly. like straight, this guy's going to slit your throat. Yeah. And you went, oh, this guy's going to sing a song and then maybe <laughs> he'll hit you in the face. You know? <laughs> I did go with just my favorite uh anti-heroes or bad guys or antagonists none of them are truly well not yet anyway you haven't seen the rest of my list but yeah you're right yeah but the things that i watch tend more toward you know it's white hats and black hats it's not so much true evil like the guy writing your name in a book and you die yeah i went true evil yeah okay that's fine yeah that's fine so what's your number three my number three disney's yes well, I mean, Disney's Aladdin's Jafar. Nice. So, I mean, because he's one of the best. Like, uh, I love He Jafar. beat out Scar. I was like, I only want to put one fight? Disney. No, I want to put one Disney person in here. Because oh. I tried to mesh it around a little bit. Because originally okay. I had Scar and uh, Jafar on here. Mm-hmm. But I decided to give it out to, to Jafar just because he comes back. He does Scar come back. never comes back. I never watched any of the Lion King sequels, so yeah, he doesn't. I, I doesn't think come. we assume after that first movie, he's dead. Oh yeah, he's dead. His yeah. he, he spread his gene. His he sowed his oats a while ago, and then we meet <laughs> some other people in okay. the second one. But I do think though that Scar has the best villain song. Oh, by far. in the Disney catalog. Yeah, Be Prepared is awesome. I will I agree it. with that. I, I like evilness though, like the stuff that he does. Like, with his, like, he's, like, we first see him and he's using his staff to basically We're con- talking about mind Jafar. control. Jafar. Okay. Yeah, Jafar. Okay. Using his staff to control uh, the Sultan. Mm-hmm. And then he controls the Jasmine and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Control, like, does everything bad to the genie. And he's just a bad guy forever. I agree. Yeah. He's a good guy. And he comes back. So, I mean, it can't be bad because he comes back. I mean, right. it, he can't be that good of a guy because they're like he's so bad yeah i gotta bring him back twice ah that reminds me of another villain that i didn't put on my list that i should have maleficent i'm not going to mention it because you may have it on your list i don't know no because there's no more disney on my list it's not a disney one okay yeah so it could be on your list i mean spoilers there (laughs) may or may not be disney on my list don't worry kids i'm bringing more disney all right so my number three is from a little movie called the nightmare before christmas Oogie Boogie. Sure. Come on. I don't, you I've still never haven't seen, seen that no, movie, have good. you? It is so going on I don't. List. I don't like scary movies. It's not scary. And it's it delightful. Looks, it looks like it's drawn scary. 
it, there's some scariness to the look of it, I guess. Plus, I don't like Tim Burton. That's just a dumb statement. Because he's a scary man. But you don't. You're not watching Tim Burton. Yeah, but I can feel his aura in his movies. Uh, I will break you of this, Josh Kane. I will break you of it. Okay. And the way I'm going to do it is by showing you Nightmare Before Christmas, one of the greatest animated musicals of all time. It is so good. And Oogie Boogie and his song is amazing. Okay. Great villain. Great singing voice. Okay. <laughs> He's amazing. I think our listeners will agree. I'll allow it. All right. I'll allow yeah. it. I mean, I'll try anything once. He, he didn't murder anybody or anything like that, but, you know. Well, then what kind of a villain is he? He's a bad dude. Okay. Yeah, well... Like if you if you make me, I'll watch a nightmare. <laughs> You're gonna make me watch some really dark stuff. So in I'm gonna make way, you watch nothing a that musical. I've said so far is dark. Death Note. Yeah, it does have the death name in the title. Of it is Death Note. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, my number two. This was this was hard, because either one of these two can be swapped. My number one and my number two. Okay. Icon wise. He's number one for me, but on my list of bad guys, mm -hmm. my evil villains, he's number two, and that's the Joker from Batman. Okay. The animated series? The, either the animated series or primarily under the Red Hood. Okay. Because in the animated series, you get Mark Hamill, and under the Red Hood, you get John DiMaggio. Mm -hmm. And I love John DiMaggio. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really have to explain why he's batman's yeah like other side pretty much so the joker from batman he's pretty much batman's ultimate nemesis yes. right like he's the, the constant he's, thorn he's in his pretty side pretty much the yin to his yang mm -hmm. and i mean because the joker other villains come and go for batman right yeah. but doesn't the joker kind the of joker always... pretty much is just always there yeah and especially Mark Hamill's rendition, mm -hmm. like just brought the character to life. And I've I mean, he's been doing that good. for what nineteen years. He's been the Joker. It's ridiculous. I don't know if I recall much of his performance in the animated series. I do remember seeing some of the episodes when it was on TV, but all I've heard is that it's amazing. Yeah, really good. So the Joker. The Joker. Yes. I knew you'd bring some comic book world stuff yeah. into this. Thought I'd give it a give it a shot. I thought about bringing in Syndrome from Pixar's Incredibles, but uh, yeah, get, bring yeah. a real villain in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number two. It's I. It's another television show. One Is of it my Skeletor? All time favorites. No, it's not Skeletor. Oh. It's from Samurai Jack. Okay. Aku! Uh, I completely forgot about Aku. He's amazing. He's one of the zaniest, most awesome villains ever. I love it. Yes. I, I love the design work of that show, and his the the design of his character is so fantastic. It's just captivating. His flaming eyebrows, and you know, he can shape shift, and you know, he's some sort of a demon, I guess. Yeah. And demons are evil. So he's he's probably I would say one of, of your list right guys. now he's <laughs> the most evil that you've done because he actually kills people. <laughs> but he's also hilarious. He's great. He's really funny, and 
you know, he's a great nemesis to Jack and, you know, puts all manner of obstacles in his way. And I'm just delighted by him. So I can find nothing wrong with that number two. That, that's really good. Yes, I finally get some respect from Josh Kane tonight. Once. Yes. <laughs> and you'll lose it all with your number one pick more well, than likely. Possible. Um, all right. My number one, finally, we're going to go back to anime. Oh, I'm shocked. And we're going to go Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. Again, I am lost. I... T- I don't even know what to do. Guy, I, see, I, hold I on, hold picture. on. Listeners, this is what I have to put up with. <laughs> Every day that I talk to Gavin, I'll make a reference. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's, you know, it's just, sad. It hurts inside. Yeah, you just have seen so much more of that world than I have. Yeah. I mean, I what I know of Dragon Ball Z is big, crazy anime hair. And it's called Dragon Ball Z. That's okay. the limit of my knowledge for that. Wait, is there a character called something like Goku? Yes. Okay. I know three things about it then. They're all like vegetables. What do you mean? Goku. That's a vegetable? Well, his, his well his Saiyan name is uh, Kakarot, who's basically Carrot. Okay. And then there's Vegeta, who is vegetables. There's a character named Piccolo. <laughs> so, yeah, it's there's a lot of... Uh, Interesting. Well, delicious food. All right. So why do you like that villain? Well, he's such a good villain just because, like, when we first meet him on Namek, he's just, like, the destroyer of worlds, pretty okay. much. And basically wherever he goes, everyone's pretty much going to die. Um, he then, like, he gets defeated. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, everyone, if you didn't watch Dragon Ball Z from, what, 1995 or whatever. <laughs> He gets defeated in the first one, like mm-hmm. in the first series. Then he comes back, mm-hmm. having survived getting blown up, comes back as like a robot. Tell me if this sounds kind of familiar. Comes back with like some artificial like robot parts all over mm-hmm. him. So he's Darth Vader. Yeah, or well, I was going more Apophis. Apophis? <laughs> yeah. From Stargate. From Stargate, yeah. Nice. So he, he, he dies again. Mm-hmm. Then they make a whole new movie about him, oh. where he's basically stuck in heck, the mm-hmm. you know the bad place. Hades. He's stuck in Hades, mm-hmm. and is then brought back to life in a final form. They had a whole movie just so he could fight the main characters again. So is the show centered around this character? He sounds pretty central to no, the show. No, we're centered around uh, Goku. Oh. But of the three, major, of the three main villains mm-hmm. that we have, like we have like Boo, who's when it's Fat Boo, it's just garbage. There's a villain called Boo. Yes, his name is Majin Boo. Hmm. Okay. Um. Then we have Cell, who Cell's actually really good, but he dies and then they never bring him back again. Oh. But we have Frieza, who's so good, and they just bring him, bring him back twice. Nice. I mean, he's he has more deaths than Buffy. <laughs> Buffy only dies twice. Frieza dies three times. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. So, impressive. my number one, Frieza. Excellent. I'm interested to see this Frieza Frieza's character. Frieza's great. I may the other two scare me a little bit. I may show you the, just because they're hilarious, uh, it's this group called uh, Team Four Star, mm-hmm. and they do a bunch of, you know, like, fan dubbing. Oh, uh, okay. And, like, whenever they bring him in, 
it's hilarious. Nice. Like the main character Goku, they make him stupid, mm-hmm. stupider than what he is, <laughs> and so he calls him he calls him Freezer yeah. the whole time. It's great. Nice. All right, Gavin. All right. What do you have for your number one? My number one Disney. is from it is from a Disney movie. Oh, shocker. One that I know that we both enjoy. It's from Sleeping Beauty. The one and only Maleficent. You said that different than I would have said that. How would you have said it? Maleficent. Maleficent. Like heffalumps and woozles. Like, I don't know, man. Say it with me, Josh. Maleficent. Maleficent. Got it. Angelina Jolie. She did play Maleficent. She was really good. I should have said Angelina Jolie. But I think she is the ultimate Disney villain. I think she is perfectly designed. She's evil. She can turn into a really cool dragon. The dragon's dope. It's it's awesome. She commands a, a army of little minions that are I don't know what they are. They're little like piggy, demon piggy uh, crittery guys. I guess they're like little demons. I don't know what they are really. And she's got that cool crow. Like so many villains have a cool bird. You know, Jafar's got yeah. uh, Yago, and she's got that crow with her. And man, I just think she's light. Technically, kind of has a bird. It's for you. He's this big demon. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Well, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, so she's my top. I think she's the best Disney villain. Now, very close for me also was Jafar and Scar. I wanted to put both of those on there. Um, the one that I really wanted to put on my list that I left off was Skeletor. Monstro from Pinocchio. Because that thing is terrifying. What's Monstro? The whale. Oh. That thing is terrifying. That is some of the craziest animation I've ever seen, too. Because that whale almost seems to be self-propelled. And, like, the way he, like, races across the top of the water is terrifying. Think of a whale doing that and chasing you down. I could outrun a whale. I don't think Like on a boat. In a very, very fast boat, you could, yes. Probably. But Monstro, he's fast, man. He's super fast. But the one I was thinking of that I didn't put on my list that I, I really got to think if I like him enough, Rasputin from Anastasia. Rasputin's How cool great. was he? He was a really good villain. And I tried to get you to do Anastasia. Well, I let you pick. It was your pick last time. Well, I sent a text and you were like, we have this and Anastasia. You were like, hey. well, I like them both, but I want to do the other one. Well, we've already seen Anastasia, and aren't you glad we watched yes, The I Little am. Prince? I... Spoilers, bro. What do you mean? You can't say that that's what we watched. What are we doing this one for? The... Oh. It is that one. I'm so stupid. You're, you're thinking of the other I'm one. I'm thinking it's still Tangled. <laughs> that's I just I just put that out, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> What are you doing? Don't spoil it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, they just got done listening to our little yeah. segment. So. Uh, you know. <laughs> you can edit that out. No, I'll leave it in. <laughs> I'll leave it in. They'll know I'm stupid. It's just they should know by now. We're this. This is four episodes and a bonus in. They know. Mm-hmm. They know what to expect from Josh L. Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this yeah, week, right? Yeah, that was a pretty good episode. We uh, we talked about The Little Prince. We did. We Apparently. did for a while, and then you promptly forgot it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, that's, that's how much I loved it. 
It's actually not how much I loved it. But anyway, um, yeah, it was it was it was a pretty good episode. I liked this. I liked this top five. It was interesting. I, like I said, I think we really diverged and went down different paths yeah. for this one. So and maybe for the next one, we may flip the coin around and do heroes. Good Possibly. guys. All right. We'll think about it. I don't it. know. Something if else. If anyone comes. has any suggestions for a top five, let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. What would you like us to do? Do you want top five heroes? Do you want top five Disney or top five animal sidekicks? Ooh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd be a really good one. I wanted to do like top five animated moments. Moments? Yeah. Ooh. And I thought that one would be a little bit difficult because really I mean, I've seen maybe top five Disney moments mm -hmm. and then top five just animated moments. Oh man, yeah, we need some time to think about that. Yeah, that, that would be one. a that would be. We'll maybe put that on our weeks. radar and think about it, and we'll do a couple in between. Yeah, I like that. All right. Cool, man. You got any shout-outs you want to give this week? Um, you put me on the spot. I didn't come prepared with shout-outs. That's cool. I'm gonna give a shout-out. I want to give um, a big shout-out to our friends over at a podcast called the Podcateers. Uh, they gave us a big um, shout-out on Instagram. Yes, they did. Last week, of course, when this comes out, it'll be two weeks ago. But um, I just want to say thanks to those guys. They've been um, really welcoming to me um, just as a friend and as, as um, somebody that they've had on their podcast. And just to know that uh, we have their support means a lot because those guys are all pro. They, they, are, they know their stuff. Too. They're really funny. So you guys should go check them out. They talk about Disney and they talk about anything related to Disney. They talk about the parks. They talk about what's new in technology. They talk about movies. They hit a lot of stuff. But they're three really entertaining guys and um, you'll find them very enjoyable. They're, they're on uh, every Wednesday. You can find them at Podketeers, which is P-O-D-K-E-T-E-E-R-S. That's my like shout out for you. I see. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and I think we're gonna wrap it up with that. Like so, it. Gavin, where can the wonderful audience find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter, mostly Instagram at Gavin Audison Art. And you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L Kane. Nice. All right. So this is a pretty fun episode. We watched I mean, a really good I movie. We did a pretty good top five. I think it's pretty good. Might maybe a little bit better. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. I liked. I knew like two of your people. Okay. So, I and I you knew, knew two you of knew your people. One to two of mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So for the animation station, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. Dang it! Still no sign. I have nothing. That, I have no that's sign offs. All, that's all, folks. Fine. <laughs> that's all. Folks. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.